can actually register for foundations. So if you have not, if you're going to plan on coming to foundations, register on there, put it register foundation, put it in the offering box so we can make sure we have enough food and all that kind of stuff, child care, everything like that. But um, also kind of update you on where the choir is. Um, we had a, we've had a choir for a long time and we kind of had to take a break from it. But praise the Lord, praise the Lord at this point. Um, last week, last Sunday at practice, we had 15 singers. Say amen. <laughs> Now I'm a little greedy, okay? <laughs> so everybody's like, 15, we're done. No. I th- um, Mark, you know how many chairs? Like 25? 26, something like that. So let's just stretch goal. Why don't you do that, okay? We'll go from 15 to 20, all right? Let's get 20 people here this afternoon, all right? I'm really excited about that. The plan is that this is, if things keep going their direction, we're going to kick that choir off big time, hoop and holler and give them a good, give them good praise, excited, okay? Uh, September 8th, right? September 8th, okay? September 8th, all right? Good day, all right? So I'm excited about that. Also, I need you all to do me a favor. Okay, I need y'all to do me a favor. Now, I'll tell you this back. Don't do me a favor, okay? Uh, I, I need y'all to do this because you love other people, because you love God and you love other people. Um, our, our first service is by far our most packed service. Say amen. Okay? And usually what happens, the first service about doubles the size of the second service. So here's what I'm going to ask people to do. If you'd be, I'm not saying you have to do it permanently. I understand that, okay? If you're serving, whatever, I get that. But if you're not serving and you're available either uh, you, on Sunday night, on Saturday night, you can go, man, I could go to the first service or I could go to the second service. Man, I really like that first service. I can get to lunch early. I can get the church out of the way. Okay, <laughs> okay, all that kind of stuff. Don't, let's, let's just go to the second service, okay? If we could balance these out a little bit, I mean, really, we got 120, 130, 140 usually in the first service, and sometimes the second service has like 40 or 50, okay? So it's just, let's balance that out a little bit, okay? If we can balance those out, if you can make that work, great. I appreciate it, okay? But again, don't do it for me. Do it for the Lord. Do it because you love other people, okay? Because if you come into a room and you can't find a seat, that's kind of a bad impression, isn't it? You know what I mean? Okay? So if you can help me out with that. And then uh, finally, um, the, I wanna, before we read the word, I want to read another verse to you. <sighs> Romans ten seventeen. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I'm going to read that one more time. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by by the word of God. Let's turn to Romans, uh, not Romans, excuse me, 1 John, 1 John chapter 4, 1 John chapter 4, hopefully I've talked enough to where you're hopefully there. If you don't have a Bible, we will get you a Bible if you need one. If you don't have a Bible today, we'll put it up on the screen for you, okay? 1 John, 1 John chapter 4, and verse number 9. So if you're in 1 John chapter 4, and verse number 9, if you're there, say, I'm there. Here we go, let's do this. In this was manifested the love of God towards us. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love. Not that we loved God, but, but, what does that say? That he loved us. Say that again. But that he loved us. And send his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for wonderful opportunities, Lord God, to talk and to preach and to encourage people about you and your love for them. So, Lord God, be with us today. Let us see you real and evident through it all. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated. You may be seated. 
uh, I want to I throw up a, um, a, 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 a phrase. I want to throw up a phrase. Okay. Duty, duty does not lead to devotion. Duty does not lead to devotion. Now, you may, you may say, well, where did that phrase come from? Honestly, this phrase was something that was, that, 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 this phrase kept on coming to my mind. It was like Monday, Tuesday night, whatever like that. By the way, we're done with the book of Acts. Y'all can read the rest of it later, okay? All right? So we're going we're, we're gonna to be in First John for a little bit. But duty does not lead to devotion. Now, here's the thing. My natural tendency is to go to duty. My natural tendency is to check off a list. My natural tendency is to get it done. My natural tendency is to fix things. Anybody else in here a fixer? Raise your hand. I'm a fixer. I'm a doer. Okay? And so I'm gonna, we're going to do this and do that and do this and do that. But here's, what, here's what I, what's interesting. We'll talk about this next week a little bit more. But we can all agree with this. Duties does not lead to devotion. That the more I do for someone doesn't necessarily lead me to love them more. And we'll talk about this a little bit more. And, and so we, we need to, before we can kind of talk about from the standpoint of our devotion to God, we need to understand the love of God. We need to understand the love of God. Put my picture up here. Put my picture up here. Okay, you got to take the words off of them. They can't see them. There we go. Everybody say one, two, three. Oh, man. There's some cute little scoundrels right there. Uh, as you can see, this is this is this is this is before um, phones and all that kind of stuff. You had to you had to, ta- you had to take this picture old school. Okay, that's actually on my dining room table. Okay, that's where I took this picture. But anybody want to have a guess who those two people are? They are my kids. That's exactly right. And I did get approval, by the way, just in case anybody's wondering. All right, I, I had Ty yawning. He's like, I don't want to be yawning. Okay, so don't and and don't talk to him about that. Okay, don't do that. Okay, I, I just messed up. Please, he, he hates it when y'all go talk to him about what I preached about. He hates that. Stop it. Okay. So, there's Riley, in case you're wondering who's who. There's Riley, and there's Ty. That's the, this is the day they were born. The day they were born. Okay. If you're a parent, if you're a parent here, raise your hand. If you're a parent, raise your hand. Okay. Now, uh, now this is really easy. Huh? If you're a parent, do you... Do you, do, you, do you remember, not, not this day, that would be kind of weird, okay? <laughs> all right, <laughs> this is my day, all right? But do you remember the day when you first laid eyes on your son or daughter? Raise your hand. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Let me, let me ask this question. Do you, do you remember it from the standpoint of, of, of a feeling, feeling something you'd never felt before? Like I can go back to that moment when, when, I, when, I, when I saw Raleigh and when I saw Ty and, and here, was, here, was, here was my response when I, when, I, when I first saw them. It wasn't about, you know what, they're going to make mistakes. <laughs> it wasn't about, they're going to irritate me some. <laughs> it wasn't about the, the, the fact of all these things and everything like that. It, you know what, in that very moment, in the very moment, the only thing that I could, from the standpoint of where I was, was the only thing I could definitively know for sure is when I looked at Raleigh and when I looked at Ty, that I love them. I love them. I saw them and I love them. I didn't think about what they could do for me. I just love them. I just love them. 
I, I don't know how to describe it. I mean, and, and, and if you're not a parent, uh, 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 you can't really understand. Uh, parents, help me with this. You, you, you didn't know how you were going to feel until you actually experienced it. Say amen. You didn't know. I mean, I, I don't know if there's this, this like, my, grew, my heart grew a little bit bigger or, like, the Grinch, you know, grew a little bit bigger. Or I, I, don't, I don't know if there was, like, this, this special spot that is, like, here you go. But when I looked at Riley and I looked at Ty, man, I loved them. I loved them. And, and, and to me, and even though this doesn't even pale in comparison whatsoever, but, but as, a, as, a, as a father loves a son, is, 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 and if we can even wrap our mind around it, but even from the standpoint of the God the Father and what He loves us, it pales into comparison, but that's how God sees us. He just sees us and says, I love you. I love you. Notice this. Now let's go back all the way to creation. Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. Now, Genesis chapter 1 is, is all about creation. And, and so, and so God, God, God made this on the first day, and it was good. And God made this on the second day, and it was good. And God made this on the third day, and it was good. And the fourth day, and the fifth day. And even on the sixth day, He made some things on the sixth day, at the beginning of the sixth day, and said these things were good. But notice what happened next. And God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth. Verse 27. And over every creeping thing. Excuse me, verse 26. I didn't know there was more on there. Sorry about that. Over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Keep going. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air. And over everything, this is killing me. <laughs> and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have, a, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in which is the fruit of the tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made. Now remember, before we get to this, okay, creation day one, that's good. Creation day two, that's good. Creation day three, that's good. All the way up to even the sixth day, he created the animals and all that kind of stuff, and that was good. But after he created man, and behold, it was very good. Very good. What changed? Okay, the fact that he, he, he created the heavens and the earth, the fact that he, he created the land and the water and the sea and all these kinds of things, created all these things. What changed that made it went from good to very good? You did. You were the difference. When he created you, it wasn't just good, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Were the sixth day. Now, let, let's go to another verse, John 3.16. John 3.16, very familiar verse, 
very familiar verse, and I'll, I'll read it quickly like we usually read it, and then we're going to slow down a little bit. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life, right? That's kind of how we say it because maybe you've known that. Maybe if you've never memorized this verse, this is one of those, and I'll just say this is, don't be mean like this, but when I first got saved, I went to youth group, and they were like, John 3.16, and I'm like, John 3 what? And they laughed at me. Do not laugh at people who don't know John 3.16, all right? But let me help you with this. Learn John 3.16 so you don't get laughed at. All right, so... For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But let's slow down just a little bit. For God, what's the next word? So, stop. For God, so, and then let's say, say the, the third word and the fourth word together. Ready? For God so loved. It wasn't that God just loved. God so loved the world. There's a difference between saying, I love you, and I really love you. <laughs> like, I really, 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 really love you, right? Okay? That's like what, 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 that's what you do when, you know, two teenagers are talking on the phone. They don't even talk on the phone anymore. What am I saying? When they're text messaging or whatever, they'd be like, I love you. No, I love you more. No, I love you. Don't act like you didn't do that, okay? Whatever. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. Whatever. All right, so maybe they don't do that anymore, okay? All right, so, but God loves you. God loves you. And you're like, Buchanan, I know that. Don't, 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 don't slow down on me, okay? Don't, don't, don't kind of be like, okay, what are we doing here, blah, 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 okay? Now, now. Let's, let, let's, let's, let's make sure we understand this, because I think everybody agree with this. Love is just not said. Love is just not said. Love is not just said. It is also, there's another S word. It is what? Shown. Say it with me. It is shown. Okay? It is shown. Um, if you, if, if, hopefully, if, y'all, if you've been married and you never read this book, you need to read this book. Okay? Anybody ever heard of the five love languages? The Five Love Languages, okay? It's an older book, I get it. It's an older book, all right? But I think it's by Gary Chapman, I think, who, who writes The Five Love Languages. But let me tell you it's, it, it, it's, it, how The Five Love Languages work. So basically what, what it is is we determine that each one of us, each one of us, uh, we are shown love in different ways, okay? So there's things like words of affirmation, acts of service, um, physical touch. Um, no, nah, don't go to that one yet, Okay. Uh, quality time and gifts. So there's five of them. Okay. So all this kind of stuff. Uh, so so this is this is a way to learn how to show love to your spouse. Okay. And so because if you're not speaking their love language, you may be doing something for them, but they're not really feeling love. Okay. And so I got shafted on this one. All right. Mine's are words of affirmation. <laughs> and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it, all you got to do is say I'm great and wonderful. That's it. Like, you don't have to spend time with me. You don't have to do anything for me. You know, no physical touch has to be involved. No gifts, nothing. All you got to do is be like, hey, you're great and wonderful. So my wife's love language is gifts. And I'm like, okay, wait a second. <laughs> Words of affirmation, she just has to say, tell how great and wonderful I am. Her love language, it costs me money. I don't like that. It's okay, man, y'all are... My wife's not in here, I understand that, okay? <laughs> all right, don't get all... But, but love is not just said, love is 
shown. Now let's go to 1 John, 1 John verse 4 again. Okay? 1 John ver, uh, chapter 4 verse 9. 1 John chapter 4 verse 9. Okay. So, verse 9. In this was manifested. Okay? Manifested. The word manifested means uh, made obvious or made evident. I kind of like the obvious way. That, that, you know, when, when something is obvious, no one has to tell you about it because it's like there, boom, right? It's obvious. Like, okay, you, you know, Captain Obvious kind of thing, you know what I'm talking about, all right? But it was obvious. It was evident, okay? It is evident, the love of God. It is obvious, the love of God. How do we know for sure the love of God? Because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. So how do we know that God loves us? It's evident, it's obvious, because of Him sending His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. That when we put our faith and trust in Jesus, that it's not that so much from the standpoint of, 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 of where we die, but how we live. Amen? Okay? Now, verse 13, herein is love. Not that we loved God. We'll talk about this a little bit more next week, okay? But that he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. Now, that word propitiation is a big word. Say amen. That's a big word. That's a Bible word, but it's a really good word. And so I'm going to give you a definition of that word. Okay? Propitiation. The atonement or atoning sacrifice offered to God to assuage his wrath and render him uh, propitious to sinners. Now, I don't know about you, when I hear that definition, I still got a lot of questions. Because <laughs> there's words in the definition that I don't even know what the words mean in the definition. So let's, uh, let's define some of the words. Let's define the word atonement. The word atonement is the expiation of sin made by the obedience and personal suffering of Christ. Now you're like, what's expiation? I'm glad you asked. It's the act of making satisfaction for an offense, listen, by which the guilt is done away. And the obligation of the offended person to punish the crime canceled. Now that word assuage, now the atonement or atoning sacrifice offered to God to assuage, assuage. The word assuage means to appease or pacify, appease or pacify. Now propitious means gracious and merciful, ready to forgive. Now, let's read that definition in a different way. What we're basically going to do is we're going to combine all, every single definition of the words we didn't know what they meant. And we're going to put them into words so that we can all understand in one way. So propitiation. Here is the definition, okay, in a little bit longer form. Propitiation, the act of making satisfaction for an offense by which the guilty, the guilt is done away. And the obligation of the offended person to punish the crime is canceled. Of the sin made by the obedience and personal suffering of Christ or atoning sacrifice Offered to God to appease or pacify his wrath and render him gracious and merciful, ready to forgive sinners. 
Now you may say, well, you know, the, the, what, how does that help me with the, understanding the love of God? Romans 5. Romans 5. It says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through Lord Jesus Christ, or our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom also we have access by faith into his grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. Verse 5. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the what? Love of God. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. We'll talk about that in a couple weeks. Which is given unto us. Verse 6. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Let me help you with this. If you thought he just died for the righteous people, for the good people, you're wrong. We'll talk about this in just a minute. But he died for the ungodly. All right? For scarcely, this is a really cool verse. For scarcely, the word scarcely means hardly. For a righteous man will one die. Like one, one wouldn't die for, for even a righteous man. Yet preventure, which means by chance or perhaps for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth or put on display his love toward us in that while we were yet what? Sinners, Christ died for us. Now this is going to be a little bit of a shorter message. Well, you are really getting excited now, aren't you? Now here's the question. Here's the question. Because we are going to talk in the weeks to come about our love for Him. But before we talk about our love for Him, we really need to understand His love for us. You cannot, and, and, uh, and this is kind of a preview, let me help you with this. Our love for God is a reactionary love. Okay? And I'll go into a little more explanation. But, but the, the fact that He loves us is why we love Him. Not the other way around. Does that make sense? It's not because we love him that he turned to love us. No, he loved us. Period. Amen. Period. Now, why are we talking about all this? Why are we talking about this? Because duty does not lead to devotion. Duty does not lead to devotion. Continuing to do the what and the how will not lead you closer to the why. It will not. Here's, here's what I've really had to been challenge myself, especially from the standpoint of how I've been leading this church. Where, what has been our motive? What has been our motivation? What has been pushing us? Because we should or ought? Or because we love? There's a difference. There's a difference. Now, maybe you're not experiencing the love of God right now. Maybe you're not experiencing the love of God right now. I mean completely straight up with you that there's two reasons why you're not experiencing the love of God. One reason, that you don't know the love of God. And the reason why you don't know the love of God is because you're not saved. That, that, that when, 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 when I experience, the, the, the greatest experience of the love of God is through salvation. When, when, when I got saved, I experienced the love of God. 
So if you've never experienced the love of God, the first thing you need to ask yourself is, am I saved? Am I saved? And I know this sounds crazy that, that you're like, well, I'm, I'm telling you, that, that, and here's what I want to I encourage you about. If any, for any reason whatsoever, the standpoint of you got saved because out of duty and not out of devotion, you need to check up. Because if you just did it because you were supposed to do it, because I'm telling you, if you experience the love of God, your natural reaction would be to love him back. Your motivation would be love. Second reason, we've forgotten. We've forgotten what it is to experience the love of God. Now here's what I want to do. Let's go back a little bit. Y'all went, went back, if you're parents, you went back to when, you first, when your kids were first born. But let's go back. Let's go back. If you are truly saved, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'm saved, Buchanan. I know I'm saved. Okay, go back to that moment. Right now in your minds, go back to that very moment. Think about what, 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 what was going on in your life. At that moment, what was, what, what, was, what was happening from the standpoint of why did you make the decision that you made? Because here's, for me, my th standpoint was I was a sinner in need of a Savior. I was in a bad way. I was in a way where I needed Christ. And so, so here I am, I'm like, man, man, and, and, and once I put that from the standpoint of like, okay, I'm opening my heart to God. God's love is what I experienced. And because here's why I know that. Here's why I know that. Because think about what was going on in your life. Think about, think about when you made that decision and think about what changed in a moment. The Bible talks about restoring to me the joy of my salvation. I promise you, anybody who gets saved, truly saved, you don't have to worry if they have joy or not in their heart. I'm jumping ahead again, but, but, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. What's the next one? Joy. Okay? As soon as you get saved, you get the Holy Spirit, okay? And so the fruit of the Holy Spirit is that you will experience love, joy, peace, long-suffering. You experience joy. I didn't, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you this. And nobody had to come tell you, hey, now that you've got saved, here's what you need to do. Here's what happened. You got saved, and you're like, Lord, whatever you want me to do, I am here. We were all that way, right? I'm telling you, the, most, the, 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 the greatest, the greatest um, uh, asset to, the, to, to what God is trying to do in the midst of the world, in the midst of the church and all kinds of stuff, is a brand new saved Christian. It's awesome. And if you didn't feel that, here's, here's what's bad about this. What happened is you probably got into a church and we made it all about duty and not devotion. We probably screwed you up a little bit. But that very moment, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, and it's not about a feeling, okay? It's not about a feeling. Let's not get caught up in experiences and feelings and all that kind of stuff. But there is something that changed in me. And I had new desires and new passions. And, 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 and even though I still had a flesh, my desire was towards the Spirit and towards God, not towards what my flesh was saying or anything else. I was ready to go, and whatever God wanted me to do, I wanted to do it. And it wasn't because somebody told me. It's because I experienced the love of God. And if a God loves me so much, that much, He must, He must be worthy to be served. He must be worthy for me to do whatever I can to give my entire life to him because he changed me. He changed me. But what happens? 
We get caught up in life. We get caught up in the church. We get caught up in all these different things, and we forget about the love of God. So here's, here's where we're going to end this. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Here's where we're going to end this. Here's where we're going to end this. Most of the time, I would say, okay, it's time for the invitation. Here's a decision. Here's some things you need to do about this. God loves you. God loves you. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have volunteers down here that can help you with salvation, membership. They'll pray with you just so you know why those volunteers are there. But here's the deal. What's your response to the Word of God? What's your response to the the Word of God? What's your response when you you either, either recognize maybe for the very first time that God loves you and wants a relationship with you? Or from the standpoint of, you know what, Buchanan, if I'm being completely honest, I've kind of forgotten what it truly meant to experience the love of God. What is your response? Here's my thing. I want to put it on the table. You do what you need to do. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much. Lord, thank you for your love. Thank you for your love. Lord, I'm thankful, Lord God, that you're just not a God that says it, but that shows it. And Lord God, the greatest, the greatest act of love you ever showed towards us was sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. To, to, to die for our sins before we even accepted you. Before we even came to you. Lord, in an ungodly, wretched, horrible state, Lord, you showed love. You showed love. And so, Lord, uh, if we're being completely honest, some of us, Lord God, have never experienced the love of God. Because to experience the love of God is to experience the love of God through salvation. And so if there's somebody under the sound of my voice right now who's never experienced that love of God, that maybe they did something because the preacher told them to do this or the Sunday school teacher told them to do that or they, you know, this is what a good church person is supposed to do, whatever, Lord, it, was it motivated by love? Was it motivated by love? Because we know from the verse we talked about today that the reason why we love you is because you first loved us. And so if there's anybody under the sound of my voice that's never put their faith and trust in you and experience the love that you have for them. Lord, God, I pray they'd step out. I pray they'd